Hello and welcome to a new episode of Thinking Out Loud. My name is Riyaz Safi. Please show some love by subscribing to the podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode when it's posted. He spent three weeks in San City Prison, but his commitment to fighting for a cause he believes in is unwavering. Today, I'm most privileged to be catching up with Sandile, a student activist who continues to fight for student debt relief. Hi, Sandile, and welcome to Thinking Out Loud. Uh, thank you, Mr. Riyaz, uh, for having me. Uh, much appreciated. It certainly is a pleasure. Now, I'm quite interested. I read the story about you and how you managed to complete your studies, and I found it to be most inspirational and positive. For those, uh, for the benefit of those listening to us, tell us who is Sandile. Sandile um, Mdongwam is currently a master's student at the University of Johannesburg. So he's majoring in politics and international relations. I'm also mm-hmm. an author of at least two published books, uh, The Stuff of Legends and the other one of I Was Taught. You know, I am a life coach and I'm a mentor to many. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a novelist. I'm a playwright. You know, I'm a, I'm a writer, basically. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm also I'm also a motivational speaker, you know, to, to 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 the youth and also for men, you know. I'm also an activist, you know, for free decolonized education, you know. So yes. that is basically who I am. Tell us a bit more about your story in terms of when you were a student and trying to complete your studies. Uh, there was this amazing and inspirational story that I came across. If you'd like to share that uh, with us, I'd, I'd be most uh, delighted. Oh, yes, you know, um, one of the most important things that I usually tell um, uh, my, to people who are listening to the content that I share on social media mm-hmm. and also um, in, 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 in direct contact is that um, you need to be very organized and well-disciplined, you know. And when you do a job, or when you do something, you have to do it professionally as well. And number two, you also have to do it diligently, you know. So this is mm-hmm. a seed that was planted in me by my grandmother when I was young. So she taught me to be well-organized at an early age. So I was this committed individual, and it manifested it itself, and, you know. Uh, if you saw, of course, you would rip. And I produced good results. You know, when I completed my metric or when I graduated in high school and uh, I wanted to go to university. So this is what I did. I thought, okay, fine. I am coming from a a humble background where I do not have money for registration and also money to pay for my tuition fees as well. So what I did is, in as much as I applied for bursaries, what I did is I also did door-to-door you know, engaging community to say that, look, I am a child of the community. I was raised by the community. Therefore, I am looking for help from the community. And I promise one day I will come back to the community and give back to the community. And uh, I will plant back to the community. I will come with good results, not only for me, but also for the community. So that is a spirit that I was carrying, you know, when I was doing door-to-door. And then I, I came across 
with a man by the name of Ibrahim Mohammed. He's a pharmacist. He graduated from Rhodes University. So mm-hmm. I was in Aberdeen and uh, I engaged him and I told him my story passionately. So I told him that um, I want to go to school. I believe that the future is very bright and I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to go for it. And I want to make it one day. I want to inspire not only others, but also myself as well. You know, I want to look at myself in the mirror to say that you are an inspiration. I need your help. Money cannot be something that can stop this great idea engulfing me that I have. I need your assistance. And my results can speak for me as well, you know. Because I used to do very well in high school. I used to be um, one of those active students. I was a public speaker. I was a motivational uh, speaker. I was a mm-hmm. poet. I used to recite poems. I used to win trophies for my school. I remember at some point I went to Robben Island in 2011. You know, when I wrote an essay that came out first position in Gauteng, you know, and then I went to, I was given this scholarship, you know, or sponsorship to go to Robben Island, you know, to see where Nelson Mandela was arrested and other leaders like Robert Sobuwe, you know, and Harry Kuala. So I was there for one week. So I used to be very active. I had a story to tell. At some point in 2012, I had breakfast with uh, our former president, President Zuma, uh, you know, because uh, I, 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 I acquired position number two, you know, in debate, you know. So I won a lot of trophies for my school. So this is the story that I carry and share with Mohammed, you know, and say, this is the story that I have. And I have a dream. I'm a committed individual. Just at least invest in me. And you are not going to disappoint. And you're not going to disappoint yourself. And I'm not going to disappoint you. And it turns out that he was very right, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. I have always carried that positive attitude. He assisted me. And then I found myself in university, you know. Initially, he was an individual who had to pay for my fees as well, not only for my registration. He covered for my registration, but now... Uh, in university, if you do very well, universities have a tendency, you know, of taking care of their own students because then investment. They know that tomorrow you will have to come back, you know, or it will come back to them to say, oh, look at the student. Uh, he's our product. Uh, look at the student. is our product. You know, they are actually really proud of their alumni, you know. So I did very well academically in university. You know, to the extent that most of my funding came actually from the University of Johannesburg, you know. But now, you know, you're a yes. student and there are other things that bazaars cannot cover. You know, you, you, need to, you need to travel, you need to meet with other students, you need to engage with society, you need to go to seminars, you need to go to other universities, you know, all those logistics and other necessities. So this is where Mohammed continuously came in to say that, look, I'm going to give you an allowance, you know, monthly allowance, you know, uh, to, to take care or to cover for those necessities and logistics as well, you know. And he did that consistently. There were times when I would run out of food and I would want something to eat. He was there for me. And he never tired. He never, he never, ran, he never ran tired, you know. He took care of me, you know. 
until I completed not only my first degree, you know, my BA degree, but also my second qualification, which is on us in politics and international relations. I mean, he ensured that I get further assistance until I receive a master's. So today, I'm a master's student as well. Amazing story indeed, and there's lots for us to learn as South Africans. What's the one lesson that you learned from your story itself that you'd like to share with uh, people listening to say, uh, this is what I think we should all do uh, to help society uh, move forward? One lesson that I have learned, my, my good brother, I think this is very, very, very important. You, you, you need to be selfless. You need to be selfless. You don't have to think for yourself only. And it, it's quite amazing. You know, you know, if you can engage a book titled The Twelve Laws of Karma, karma is not a, a, a loose concept of revenge, if I have to put it blank. It means that <laughs> whatever that you put in society or even in you or in this world, comes back to you one way or another. You'll be surprised that the more you assist people, the more you actually assist yourself there. Of course. Yes, and, and, and I think, it's especially in the South African context, uh, we, we all have that opportunity in whatever way we can assist. Uh, I think we should because, uh, as Nelson Mandela said, education is the most important thing uh, for South Africa as a nation. Um, if I were to ask you, why would you say education is important and it's something that every person uh, within the South African context uh, that is liable uh, to be educated should basically go and educate themselves? Why, why would you say education is Education very is very pivotal, my good friend. It is education mm. that has uprooted me from poverty and dejection and misery. Education is very important. It's not a privilege, it's a right. Everyone must be educated. You must be educated, you see? Because I would like to quote the ultimate, you know, from, by, by, by Paulo Coelho. You know, there's a yes. book, an interesting book written by Paulo Coelho that we all have our personal legend, you know? So he speaks about this, concept the book is, is around this concept of personal legend you know i did some self-introspection and more research to say that you are not in this world by mistake you are here because you have got a purpose what paulo coelho referred to as the concept of personal legend so for you to be able to further that personal legend you need education you need to be educated not only formal education through institutions, but you need to take a book and read. I want to make a practical example how education actually helps you. I discovered my, my, I discovered my personal legend at an early age, Rhea, that I'm actually a writer. I'm a gifted individual. I mean, if you can go on Facebook, you know, things that I post, I post content that actually reaches out to people. You will find that I've got 5,000 shares, you know, 2,000 likes on people because I'm a gifted author. You understand? Mm -hmm. But now, gift mm -hmm. alone 
is not enough. So for me to be able to construct, you know, meaningful sentences, effective wording, I had to go through a lot of literature. You understand? I, I had to read. I had to educate myself. I had to see how other authors are writing, how it's done. Something that one mm. can call a template. You understand? And you have to read, you know? Because another thing that is important with reading areas is that um, most of the leaders, you know, are writing a, 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 a biography and there's a reason for that. Or most of the people are writing something and there's a, there's a reason for that. The reason is that um, in most cases, we tend to misunderstand people. But now if they rise, we're able to get into their web and be able to understand how do they reason, how do they feel, how do they yes. act, you know? So this is the concept that is around post-positivism. Now, what do you tell, uh, I totally agree with what you're saying, but what do you tell a, 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 the youth who are unemployed in this country? Uh, some of them have degrees and the unemployment rate, especially amongst the youth, is quite high. I think the, the latest statistics uh, show is like 33% or so. I stand to be corrected with that number. But yeah, how do you motivate people when they know at the end of it, there's not much for them? in terms of getting a job? You see, Mr. Riaz, this is a problem um, mm. not only in South Africa, but in Southern Hemisphere. You know, we're still new, yes. of course, into our democracy. And now mm. we, we, are elect, we, we, we have a tendency of electing lazy people. You know, nothing irritates me like incompetent. So my advice to the youth or young people is that, especially the graduates, is that the information that you've acquired, invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. If you've got, if, you see, we, we live in a world whereby people who are talented and gifted and capable, people who are pragmatic are doubting themselves. And people who, 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 are, who, are, who are less gifted, you know, than you are actually actually making it out there and killing it because they just go all in. I saw that I was hungry and I didn't have food and I was expelled for a good cause. And now I was being seen as this person who just makes meaningless noise to society instead of doing something. I said, you know what? I'm going to write. And I'm going, I mean, I just sold you a copy. I have to, I'm yet to send you as well. I, 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 I invested in myself, say that, you know what, I'm going to use what I have and create, you know, opportunities. For I received orders, orders from, from, for, you know, for PDF, orders for hard copies, and I sell them to society. It landed me a job, you know, in university as a writer, something that I believe that I, was, I came here in this world to do. So invest in yourself. Agree, 100%. Uh, you couldn't have put that better. So, uh, yeah, once you've studied, make sure that you invest in yourself. You take those skills that you've learned and develop them further and you will get to places. Um, now, 
you've besides being passionate about education, you've also been very passionate. And as you said earlier, you are an activist and you've been fighting for getting uh, student debt written off. Now, student debt in South Africa is estimated from the numbers I've seen to be about 14 billion rands. Will South Africa ever be in a position to offer free education in an unequal society? South Africa, I believe that actually the day when we, you see, you see we have attended uh, Mr. Mr. Riaz of um, electing Haina, you know, Haina into office. <laughs> and when she disappears, then we wonder why and we start crying. I can tell you, our country has a lot of money. Has a lot of money. We are sitting on budget. You see, for all for all public portfolios and institutions. Now the problem is is the corruption and nepotism. What I'm happy about now is that I've noticed I've noticed the tendency now or a trend of young educated people becoming counselors. They are human beings. Well, I'm not saying that if you are educated uh, and you are elected into office, you're not going to do wrong. I mean, we've got a lot of educated people as well. South Africa will definitely be in a position whereby all that corruption is going to come to an end. And of course, I believe. So now, South Africa actually does afford free education, like to pump money into universities. And the students again took to the street this year to advocate for free education. And we must continue, you know, mm-hmm. to advocate for free education until we reach that level whereby. You are not excluded because of money. So you should be the only reason that you've been excluded and, and, and not university fees, etc. Um, yes. Makes sense. Uh, but like, like you said, uh, you actually, you've been an activist for a number of years and you even went to prison as we spoke about earlier. What was it like when, when you went through that traumatic period? Um, and, and how did you deal with it with a positive mindset? What, what I love about life, uh, as my principal from high school says, is that life teaches my good friend. Life actually teaches. You know, I adapted and I survived. At first, it was very difficult for me because I suffered from social exclusion. I was very confused. I mean, the very same people that I was fighting for were now laughing at me. I was a laughing stock. I was being more, you know? Say, so, you know what? And I'm thinking, I had sponsors, you know, when I was in university. I had Mohammed on my side. I had Bazaar as well on my side. But now I sacrifice that to say, you know what? When I graduate, I'm not going to graduate alone. When I went to prison in some city, that is one of the, the most traumatic, longest, although short, you know, journey or, 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 or distance 
yeah. you know, from Auckland Park to Sun City. But for me, it was very long because I was literally scared and I was very traumatized, my good friend. Mm-hmm. There I was, very young at that time. You know, I was about 21 when I went to, to jail. I was very traumatized. You know, and I was not going to be, I was not about to be taken to a juvenile center because I was an adult. I get inside there and there are gangs around there, you know. You know that culture of gangs of intimidating each other, you know. Yes. Uh, you've got a certain group on the other corner thing, they are praising and praising their hero and you've got the other group there, you know, you know, the 26 and the 28 and other many subtractors that I never even saw. Then there I was, not belonging to any group because I am not a criminal and I'm not a gangster. Mm -hmm. And I was very scared, number one. Now the second day, you know, when we are allocated, you know, to this cell inside there, still I was traumatized. But now they saw that I'm young. And yeah, I was, I was, I was reading a book, you know, a biography that was written by, or that was that is written by Benjamin Pokron, you know, on Robert Kubuwe. I was reading that book, so I was self isolated, there, sitting alone, and reading the book. And I read it, and uh, I could not even sleep at night. You know, I said, you know what? I'm just going to focus and try to read this beginning in order for me to read of that fear, you know, to get rid of that fear. Mm-hmm. But now one of them started asking me, you know, why are you reading this book? And I was wearing differently, of course. I was wearing my Sigma Sport Rakali. And okay, obviously I stood up, you know. Mm-hmm. Why are you reading this book? Tell me what is the book about. Now I started explaining, you know, his concepts and everything. I, I, I tell you, since after, it became one of the best days, you know, I have ever had in my life. I mean, some city prison. You know, when I, when I left, I was very sad. <laughs> you would swear that I want to stay for more days. No, I'm telling you, Riaz, because, you know, you, one of the mistakes that we do as society is to prejudge people. Yes. And now that is when actually I discovered that most of the things that these scholars have argued, like, like Dr. John Henry Clark, you know, when he argued in 1998 on, 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 on the African uh, Holocaust book and Christopher Columbus, he argued that most of these people who are arrested in jail, you know, are, are arrested actually for the things that they did not do. You know, some of them started talking about Steve B with it. You know, some of them started talking about Nelson Mandela, you know, and other African heroes, you know. And I was very inspired. And that is also I included that in, in, in my book as well. You know, it was very insightful. You know, you'll be very surprised how, you know, how prison actually makes you do things carefully in a diligent manner. So you will find that the way that they explain things to you is very different and they break it down in a clear way that you are able to understand because they don't use big words, you know, <laughs> like students who went to school. Yes. But they break it down 
in a very, and that is one of the most effective ways. Uh, coming back to the student debt uh, and the government obviously refusing and saying that they don't have the funds, you saying they do have the funds. Do you ever think we will reach a stage where the both of you agree uh, on a solution going forward? Of course, of course. Like for instance, uh, working at the University of Johannesburg has been a blessing as well. Because now you, you tend to see how things are done, you know. You, it, it encourages that culture to read reports, you know, to read magazines and articles and everything. I mean, there's one program, you know, um, in, in the University of Johannesburg called Missing Nikki. And the, the university is also raising funds, you know, and they have raised millions of funds as well to assist students, you know, to cover students' debt. Prior to Sigma's fall in UK, that program was not there. After Sigma's fall, that program came into, into, into picture. It means that it was an effect of the continuous engagement that we have had with the institution in order to find the common ground. To say, okay, we have to be realistic as well, you know, I mean, you can't just wake up overnight and say you put free education. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It's a process. You know, but in the meantime as well, please assist students, do something. We reach a common ground with the University of Johannesburg. So another thing that really inspires me, um, Mr. Riaz, is that the University of Johannesburg also took a decision to employ young people, you know, into these prominent positions. Yes. So this is what the universities, the, the universities have been doing now, you see? Yeah. You know, <laughs> we've reached a common ground. To say, no, we want young people yes. to lead. You know, that is why I'm so positive. You know, that at some point, at some point in, in future, we're going to have a president who's in his 20s, I tell you. Yes, we need to. <laughs> at some point in future, we will, we will have a president yeah. who's a minister as well, who has been, who has been you know, uh, uh, considered as you as well certainly you know so these are the other positive things that we also acknowledge Look for, you know yeah uh, 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 of the common ground that we have reached as well now sandile uh, what's on, on a parting shot what's the one quote uh or one thing that motivates you on a daily basis that you'd like to share with us okay uh, 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 there's, there's, there's this uh, quote I, I got from um, uh, Malcolm X yes. in his book, in a, a co-authored with uh, Alex Hayes. You know, uh, Malcolm X says, um, "If you want to be heard, you better make some noise. If you want to be heard, you you, you have to make some noise." And it comes back to yourself as well. Do you want to hear yourself? You have to make noise to yourself. <laughs> yes. I wake up morning, you, you think that I'm crazy. Yeah? <laughs> I wake up morning, I make noise to myself. Like I literally speak to myself, literally have a whole conversation with myself. Sometimes I'm the president. Sometimes I'm the vice chancellor. <laughs> you know? Yes. Sometimes I'm a lecturer. There. I'm lecturing students and I speak. Yes. Uh, and it motivates me always. Always it motivates me. And now 
when I go into to, to, to public now as self-motivated as I am, I don't only make noise to myself, but also make meaningful noise, not only to assist myself, but others as well. Certainly. Because at the end of the day, I guess, a um, great sign of someone that's really intelligent as well, Sandile. So you, I won't think you're crazy. I think you're super intelligent. Thank you so much, Sandile Shlongwa, <laughs> for chatting to us right here on Thinking Out Loud. We really, really appreciate your time. And thank you for inspiring us and continue inspiring us. Oh, thank you, Mr. Riaz, for taking your time and also to engage me. Hopefully, we'll have a better uh, future engagement. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for listening in to Thinking Out Loud. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe, share, and comment. Until the next episode, bye for now. Mm-hmm.